to break in the mask with me the diva with depression i'm glad that you decided to step in today and listen to what i got going on i hope everybody's doing well uh what can i say the the world is still a shit show so who knows but i just hope everybody is finding their peace in the middle of the shit show today we are talking about are y'all ready adhd what the fuck happened to my brain and I have one of my favorite people, you know, everybody that comes on is one of my favorite people, but she's my favorite, one of my favorite, favorite people. She's my baby. So welcome, Carmen. Hi. Hello. How are you? Fine. Like we didn't just talk five minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Thank you for coming on. You're welcome. You know, Thank you for having me. You know, like we have these three, four-hour conversations. And let me say that again. We have three, four-hour conversations. That's for the people that believe I don't talk on the telephone. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, we always have these great conversations. And because of your background, um, you enlighten me. So I figured you can come on and enlighten others. And since we all, both of us, and the girls too, are struggling with ADHD, I think that it was a good time. I did a small episode about it mm -hmm. um, maybe a year ago, but I think that it needs to be discussed as it relates to mental health. And so it's Mental Health Awareness Month. Here we are. So tell me a little bit about, don't tell me, tell them a little bit about <laughs> yourself and what your background is. Um, so my name is Carmen, um, or as the diva with depression would say, baby bird. <laughs> uh, I'm a registered nurse. Um, it's my second career. I'm an author. I'm a mom. I'm a grandma. I'm part of the sandwich generation <laughs> who's momming my mom. Um, and I have difficulty with attention. <laughs> Listen, I, I like that the sandwich generation. Maybe that should be a topic too for us. Yes. yes. <laughs> that I was thinking of the mother daughter thing, but I like the sandwich generation. So you're a registered nurse. What area do you work in? What field? So I currently work in population health. Um, so I partner with doctors to help manage care of um, their patients with chronic health conditions. Okay. So, but you always have such great insight. Do your patients have mental illnesses and anxiety and all those different things that you have to deal with? Um, well, I would say in any space that we're in, in any career that you're in, whoever you're servicing or working with has um, mental health and anxiety issues. Well, not everyone, but there's going to be, you know, a sample of your population that's going to be affected. That's true. That's true. So how do you... Right, if you're a teacher, your kid, you know, your kids, yeah, your coworker. That's yeah, that's true. And everybody today has a touch of some type of mental illness, anxiety, especially anxiety with the way things are going. Mm -hmm. So let's get into it. 
Now I looked up, I was, um, everybody always says ADD. And then I had to look up ADHD. I did that a, a couple of months ago, but ADD is the old term. ADHD is the new term. That's what they're saying. ADD is outdated. And so they're, they're similar. Well, they're the same, except ADD is, ADHD is a term that is, um, uh, I guess, the sidebar of ADD. I don't know. But it says that ADD is out, ADHD is in. And we always think of ADHD and we think of kids. You know, immediately everybody thinks about kids. Mm -hmm. And we're here to talk today about the adults because we grown as hell and we can't remember shit. We can't do shit. We can't manage shit. We can't schedule shit. Look, look correct, correct, correct. <laughs> I was late to this podcast. <laughs> what time did we say we were going to get on today? And here we are. So right. let me give, you know, I always have my Google fact, right? So attention. ADHD is attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Is that okay? Is that good? You think that's good? Yeah. And so I want to give the disclaimer that okay. my appearance here today is not a clinical appearance. Oh, this is a woman, a black woman, middle-aged woman living with attention if issues. And I'm going to rewind a little bit to the ADD because I don't know all the DSMs. I'm not, you know, a behavioral health um, professional, but um, when Back way back when, <laughs> when I was, you know, knee high to a jitterbug, right? Um, I was I was diagnosed with hyperactivity disorder. Okay. So I didn't even have the A, <laughs> right? Oh, like, okay. Yeah. So I was diagnosed with the hyperactivity disorder. Um, some of that includes who your doctor was. I had a um I had a family practitioner. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have a pediatrician. Um, so that could be, you know. Um, some of the issues and I'll date myself and say like we're talking like early 80s okay. so that could be an issue too you know with recognition of disease and disease management um, so I just want to throw that out there that this is just your home girl your cousin that's right with, uh, who has attention issues <laughs> yeah I always tell people listen you can listen to my show for my opinion but go see a doctor right you really really are, are not feeling well so you mentioned hyperactivity when you were younger. And so do you think that that was the beginning of your journey with ADD, ADHD? Um, I don't think there's no a beginning or end of the journey with ADHD, okay. right? So that might be like, that was probably the catalyst um, that, you know, my mom was like, hey, what's going on here, right? Um, so running in circles until I passed out as a little, little person, right? Um, <clears throat> You know, when they talk about having to put me to bed at night, they talk about having to physically restrain me and rock me to sleep. Um, when they talk about taking me out places, they talk about having to tie me into the stroller. Um, or, you know, when I was too big for a stroller, like literally having to hold on to me so that I wouldn't go with a strange friend, you know, like this is my new friend and I'm going <laughs> to go over here. You know, when I was able to go outside, we lived in a safe little neighborhood, right? And so I would go outside in the morning and be back when the streetlights came on, literally like riding bikes and falling and ripping and running. Um, so I think that, that that was just like, my behavior was the uh, catalyst just to her, you know, getting treat or trying to get treatment. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that, I mean, that sounds familiar 
to mm -hmm. a lot of us that were not diagnosed um, with different things. I don't, I know for a fact that I wasn't hyper when I was younger, but there are other things that as I start reading and researching that I can connect the dots like, okay, well, yeah, this is a little bit off. Um, I was talking to the girls earlier and um, Tony says, make sure that you tell, talk about um, Lauren having to have the leash on her wrist. And mm -hmm. it's because Lauren, she will get caught up in something and then she'll just wander and disappear. Like you said, going home with a stranger. And so it was just like, I have to hold on to Lauren because she'll go, oh, look, there's the kitty. <laughs> and then she'll be gone and we'll be over here. So I think that that's like, I mean, not that everybody that wanders and gets distracted has ADHD, but that is right. a key component. Um, and it's, and I'm still there. So like my youngest daughter told me this summer, she was like, you know, ma, I could, you know, I, I don't see your ADHD until we go to the store. And because with the way you say, look, like they probably need a leash for me because we'll have the list and we'll be going a certain way. And I'll be like, oh, socks. And then I'm <laughs> gone and they have to like keep up with mommy. So yeah, it's, it's same <laughs> as an adult, you know? I, <laughs> well, you know, it's, Black children, of course, and Latino children are the last to get diagnosed with ADD, mm. ADHD. It's, I think it's, they're the first. No, it says Black children are 70% less likely to receive a competent diagnosis, and Latino children were 56% less likely. Now, this was a 2020-2021 study, so it, it, the numbers may differ. But I would argue that an accurate, it doesn't say like it's an accurate diagnosis because everything that a black kid or latino kid does is probably going to be adhd right add that's not a that's so we're the i think we're the first probably to get diagnosed or, or um labeled let me say labeled not diagnosed okay. um okay. from school school psychiatry and such we are probably over labeling and over um diagnosing for black and latino kids it's like a blanket thing. Right. And As opposed to an accurate yeah. diagnosis. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's always misdiagnosed. Um, and the same thing with Black women. Mm -hmm. You know, um, Black women are misdiagnosed because we have so much going on. You know, we, we don't want to get, we don't want to go to therapy a lot of times or go to um, psychological care, psychiatrists. And I mean, that's just a, a major thing because of the, the distrust that we know that the cultural competent factor is out the window in some cases. So that's another reason why black women are misdiagnosed. So what do you think, what do you think about that? I think that, um, I think it's a blessing to see more black women and black men in the mental health space as practitioners. Yes. Um, because I think that part of the biggest problem is it's difficult to diagnose and treat what you don't know. And I don't think that we are as forthcoming with our white practitioners. I don't know that we feel as safe with our Caucasian mm -hmm. practitioners. Yeah. Um, and culturally, when we invite, you know, it all falls, the whole, the whole system falls under the man, right? right? When we invite the man into our spaces um, and when we're honest, there's a very real fear that there's going to be um, punitive, like there's going to be punishment associated yeah. with that. So is CPS going to come? 
Are the right. police going to come? Right. You know what I mean? Like, what does this look like if I'm totally open and honest? Um, and we're also tasked with protecting everyone else. Right. So I don't want, you know, I don't want to that what, what goes on in my house stays in my house. It's not just um, us being mean um, or trying to hide, you know, we predators. It's, be, it's for our safety because yeah. that's how we survive. So I think we're just learning to open up um, in treatment. And I think that a, a lot of that, again, is the blessing of more people of color going into um, the psych space. Definitely. And I mean, I know some states and areas have more. You're you're in a Baltimore, D.C. area. So maybe do you think that there are more um, black and brown practitioners in different states than I'm sure I'm in Charlotte? Listen, it's a needle in a damn haystack here. And I would think it would be different because. Yeah, I would think it would be different. It's well, listen, when I when I moved back to Charlotte, I w- was looking for a black female psychologist. And it said I got excited because the site said, oh, there are 10. There was one in Charlotte. The majority of them are in the Raleigh Triangle area. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like I said, I think that sometimes it depends on the area that you're in. Um, but you are right. We are seeing more and Thank goodness, because it's so hard to heal ourselves. You know, once we finally get up the, the nerve to go to therapy and you have someone that doesn't even take the time to understand you, understand your pain, understand your background. And that just talks about all along. You know, you don't want to go back after that. So, but I will say, and I okay. stand on this, you know, I will stand on this forever. Um, the first therapist that I saw was a white man. The doctor that I saw was an Indian man and I would not be where I'm at in life now without them. They probably saved my life. You know, this isn't a depression conversation, so I won't go too far off in the ADHD weeds, right? But um, definitely I would not be the woman I am today if I had not have met this white, this Caucasian gentleman and this Indian gentleman, and they were soft and they were loving and they took the time. And I benefited from having someone outside of my demographic who wasn't as, um, woo, 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 black girl, black girl, you know, um, and I'm sure the comments are going to probably start trampling <laughs> over me for this, but I, I benefited from stepping outside of my demographic. It's not always like that. And so I don't want to even give like any um, false hope that it's always going to be like this, but it was, uh, they saved my life and it was beautiful from, it was a beautiful experience for me. Yeah. I just um, received some footage from an interview that I did a couple of months ago. And I do share that, that I never had. um, I think that my current therapist is the first time that I've had a black or brown therapist. I've always had um, therapists that were outside of my race and two of them were actually just absolutely amazing, you know? And so I try to share that all the time um, that, you know, they're out there. There are people out there to help you. Uh, We just have to sometimes, you know, like you said, step outside, you know, and just give people a chance because you need to heal. 
And there are so many people that don't look like you that are on your journey to healing. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Let's talk about symptoms. <laughs> I know, right? I see, I see your smile, right? So <laughs> the symptoms, it's really funny to me because, you know, there's an age difference between you and I. And mm -hmm. so, you know, whereas I'm in, well, no, I mean, you know, I'm over menopause age, you know, pushing towards the end of the road for that. Um, but I also have the that depression and the anxiety and all of that stuff. So that was what um, the problem was, you know, as I was reading a lot of these studies is that they're saying because of underlying mental health problems, that it's hard to pull the ADHD out of it. Um, like, and then it's like, who came first, the chicken or the egg? Right, right, you know, did right. Did you get depressed because of this? The, you know, it's the up and down thing. So because of the mental health side of my issues, I just started realizing maybe a few years ago that, that we had, we've all been having these conversations about the ADHD side of my mental health. Mm -hmm. And so I think that once, I will say that once that was pulled out, you know, it's just like the PTSD, once the PTSD was pulled out and the ADHD was pulled out, things made sense, mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. know? Um, so I'm going, I'm going to, I'm saying all of that to say, we cannot, people, let me listen up y'all. Every, the symptoms that go with ADHD, it is not always because you're in menopause. <laughs> it's not always because you are got a mental illness, but these are some of the, the major depressions, the top tier um, symptoms of ADHD. So and <laughs> they're not always symptoms of ADHD. So, you right. know, throw that right. monkey wrench in there. Exactly. Because it's, it's like absent-minded. <laughs> Talkative. You know, like, <laughs> um, oh yeah, look, absent-minded, attention sucks, fidgeting, <laughs> time management, procrastination, overstimulation, and irritable. I've been irritable hyper, since birth. Hyper focused. That's like um being hyper focused on things. Right. You have that right. side of ADHD as well. Right. So what do you think are give me your top three? I definitely get hyper focused. I, can't, I don't have a top three. I'm such a mess. <laughs> I definitely get hyper-focused. Um, okay. It's funny. I was talking to somebody yesterday. And I was saying like people like joke about ADHD. Um, and, you know, I, for the there was one time I heard a girl be very honest and say like, I've literally peed on myself being hyper-focused, right? And I was saying how like I have, I have those times where maybe I haven't had, you know, an accident, but I have... Right ran to the bathroom last minute because I have held for an hour or two because I'm super focused um, on one thing. Um, it's a superpower and a curse. So hyper-focused. Um, Overstimulation is definitely one. My poor children. Um, um, talkative is definitely one. <laughs> Okay. Um, so here's I'll leave it at question. those three because it's because I'll leave it for you. I'll leave it at those three. <laughs> no, but ex explain to us what you mean by overstimulation. Um, so I get irritable. Right. Um, I don't like when I'm overstimulated, I don't like touch. Okay. 
Um, I kind of shut down. Um, that is actually some of the my the times where I hyper focus the most when I'm overstimulated because it's kind of like um, if you could think of a blur on everything else. I don't. I don't. I just don't have to focus on the fifty things that are going on, right? Um, or need attention. Um, I get. I think agitated is probably the the and fidgety. Okay. Yeah. That that was one of the, the top ones. Fidgety was mm-hmm. a top one. Um, <laughs> so you, know, like, you just <laughs> yeah, you just sit here like uh okay. Um I think my top top ones are the absent mindedness, mm-hmm. um procrastination. Mm-hmm. Uh, time management is fucking out of it. What is and, time? Oh my gosh. And I was talking to the girls because I said to the girls, well, give me your top ones. And the both of them, that was the first thing they say. Time management sucks. We were, you know, when we were at the wedding, you mm-hmm. know, we only had to get on the elevator and go upstairs. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? We were in the building and we're still sitting there like, um, but, you know, it's, we laugh about it, but it's, it so, really, it's a form really, of stress. Yeah, it, it's um, it's not funny. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's funny when we're having a conversation, but we're in a throes of this. Mm-hmm. It's not funny. You know, it's like, God damn it, why can't I remember? <laughs> you know, why did I come in this room? You know, and and why did why did I leave that paper there? You know. And we brush it off as, oh, well, you know, maybe she's getting older or maybe, you know, whatever. But it's really, I tell, I say to my therapist all the time, me not being able to focus, read a book, you know, write a book or anything like, I don't know how the hell you do it. (laughs) Me not being able to get organized enough to do, listen, people can't see, but you see my book is all, Mm. (laughs) it's stapled with post-it notes and stuff because it's really really um like tony said debilitating yeah i keep saying i'm going to post a picture of my desk to show people what adhd looks like listen um yeah time suck literally like for this call i checked with you and said what time you told me the time okay so i said i have an hour i want some ice cream why i want ice cream right now (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> whatever I can't find my bank card two of my bank cards oh one my. of my bank card is the one where I don't know I don't know what, what the balance is on this right so <laughs> I say because I'm not using credit you know I'm at this point where oh. I'm not using my credit cards you know they're not in my wallet I'm not using them oh so I'm like I'm gonna run to the ATM for my savings but I can't go to another ATM because I'm not gonna pay this fee so I go to the ATM for my savings. I get $20 out of my savings account. I drive down the Dunkin' Donuts and I get my Dunkin' Donuts and then I come back home. But then I had to do like three or four things before I can get on camera and I'm texting you like, hold on, right? Um, but I did, like in my mind, an hour was enough to do everything that I might need to do. It was. It, it's just like, it definitely wasn't. And I can find a way to make a 15 minute task last two hours. Yes. And it's like, it, to some, it's like, it's like you said, it's laughable, but it's like, you're never on 
if you are on time, you're rushing or you're early. You are awake three hours early, but you got there late. Um, it's always like, of course you're anxious. Exactly. Because you're always in a, having this sense of urgency. Yeah. And, and but 8 million people are living with this, you know, mm-hmm. like one, some form of this. So we're all walking around running the hell into each other and, you know, <laughs> yes. being hyper and, be, and being a mess. Um, but 8 million people live with ADHD. And that made me sad a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. my gosh. You know, talking, you and I talk all the time. And one of the things that I don't like about having this platform is that you meet people. I meet people that are, are feeling like me. And I don't mm-hmm. want anybody to, to be in that right. space to feel like me. And so when you think about um, 8 million people and or, you know, 1 million Black women, we're all walking around with, with this undiagnosed thing, you know, whether it be the ADHD, the mental illness, the um, PCOS. Let's yeah, that's a whole nother. Oh, my piece. gosh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it. And that's another reason why the misdiagnosis comes in is because what the hell is it? You know? Right. Is it just stress? Right. Or the superwoman thing. So let's talk about that for a few minutes. Why we always got to be superwomen. Well, I think that um, as it, as it relates to ADHD. Yeah. Well, not not really ADHD, but you know, that's part of the reason why we don't make time to go get treatment sometimes because we're trying to do everything and avoiding that well i think uh, in 2023 we can understand that girls have adhd but it's still ingrained in our brains when you think of adhd you think of a little boy disturbing the class throwing rocks fighting like and you don't think of a talkative little girl Right. Um, or a little girl whose head is in the clouds. Um, and so I think it's hard for us to even fathom that a women have ADHD. Oh, depression. Sure. Little girls, of course they can be depressed, but they don't have ADHD. Um, so I think that's the, the biggest thing is that we don't even think that we just think I can't get my shit together. Why can't I get my schedule? I should be able to manage 50 things. I should be able to get everywhere on time. Why can't, what's wrong with me? You know, like my daughter, like I'm telling my daughter saying like, I don't, I didn't see it until I paid attention, started paying attention to you in the store. Right. And so I think that the problem is um, we just, it's not even on our radar. ADHD, that's little kids at school, little boys. Right. Right. And that was one of the reasons why I said, maybe I needed to take this further because you're right, it, it's always, and it, more white children are diagnosed with it out the door, you know. Well, correct, to, I would still say correctly diagnosed, right, accurately diagnosed. Right, according to the statistics, but we know that, you know, nobody takes the time to sometimes to needle down and say, you know, the, I was reading a couple of stories and there's one great article in Ebony that I'm gonna post as the show notes for mm-hmm. this. And it, it was three different women. And it was, you know, one, one woman said that she was hyperactive and irritable. And so, of course, they pegged her as a troublemaker, you mm-hmm. know, or she had an attitude. And then 
you know, the angry black woman, you know, another that one she's overstimulated. Yeah. And overwhelmed. Right. Yeah. But there's no, you know, like people don't think of it. And we, like you said, we don't think of it. I didn't know, you right. know, that this was something separate. I was just like, well, I, I went into menopause early. I went into um, menopause early, you mm-hmm. know, after having my last one. And so that's what I attribute everything to, you know, when it got to. But when you backtrack, right, when you go back, right, you're able to be like, oh, I see it at 17. I see it at 15. I see it at 12. It's when you backtrack, I think that you can see. I was blessed. I'll be honest. Um, I was blessed because they didn't, I wasn't medicated. I'll know Dr. Malvin, white male doctor, <laughs> was just like, oh no, no red dyes, no added sugars, no caffeinated drinks, no this. Like literally, when I would go to my cousin's house and they would have all the good cereal, I would be so ecstatic because I had like Cheerios, Rice Krispies, <laughs> and Frosted Flakes. Right? <laughs> there wasn't no Kool-Aid or nothing like that. There were no ice pops. And I was, I grew up in a time and in a place where I could literally run myself to sleep. And yeah. so that is a blessing. And in some ways for me, it's a curse because I look at the medicated people with ADHD and I kind of look at them like, wow, this is awesome, right? But then I'm like, I'm not. <laughs> like, I'm like, but I haven't gotten back to the no dyes and the no sugars right. and no okay. And so... It's like you got like you got something's got to give, hon. You got to you're going to be medicated or you're going to manage it with lifestyle. And, and so like I, I, I my hat's off to the people who are medicated. Yeah, um, that's what one of the women said in the interview. She's like, when I see people that are taking medication and they're functioning, I'm so jealous. Like, Give me what, <laughs> give me what you got. Um, and, you know, sidebar, like now we're going through a shortage with all of those medications. That's scary for me. Yeah. It's very, very scary. Very scary. Because you haven't been taught the lifestyle management of the disease. Right. So you're just, it's like with dr- like you're just snatching drugs. I mean, and then I'm not, these aren't illicit street drugs, but you're snatching drugs from someone yes. and expecting them to have the, the, there to be no um, backlash or no negative outcomes. Right. And, you know, in a lot of cases, and this, see, this is our ADHD conversation because we're, (laughs) but well, it does apply, but, um, a lot of cases like my first, um, my first time taken and, and maybe a couple of times through my lifetime, my primary care physician is the one that prescribed my depression medication or, you know, for energy, anxiety medications and stuff like that. So like you said, you're letting people out and they don't have the skills to manage without the medication because they may have never seen a psychologist or a psychiatrist. They got Mm -hmm. the medication from their primary care physician. And, um, you know, um, I was going to do an an episode about the the shortage of medications and I may still do like a short episode about it because it's really, really, really awful and out of control. Yeah, I would, I would say, you know, just as a nurse, I would say any disease process that you have, always listen to the lifestyle management right. tools that you're given. We're not giving them to you just because it's Wednesday and we don't have anything else to do. Right. Right. Always listen. That doesn't mean like there are some people that are not going to ever be able to manage whatever disease process they have, be it, you know, 
you know, diabetes or depression without medication. And that's, that's perfectly fine if that's who you are, but also start setting up those lifestyle interventions to help better manage. Um, it's not going to, it's, it's not going to, you know, that is, still doesn't mean you won't have any negative um, outcomes from being snatched off your meds if you are. Right. Um, but you know, at least you'll have some tools in your tool basket because it's, it's really hard, you know, on the other end to be like, I mean, like, well, I can't go to the pharmacy. I can't go to the company and make more meds. Right. It's awful. And then you have somebody who's, who's gotten the benefit and they're living a functional life and now they don't have the medicine on board. And I mean, besides the cascade of, of other issues that it can set off. Um, it's just like, imagine just being dumped in the throes of ADHD after you haven't been there. If you're in college and you got ADHD and you're thriving and then all of a sudden you don't have, what do I need to, then I got to go buy drugs off this, like literally, because people, what am I buying drugs from the guy around the corner? Right. And I, I think more needs to be done. You know, I think that it's people are glossing over it and people in the powers that be are glossing over it, but they don't understand like exactly like the way you just broke it down you know my whole life can fall apart because I don't have med management Mm -hmm. and I really and then I can't pay my bills right because I now I can't remember okay you know like I'm gonna shine a spotlight because I've had financial issues secondary to you know attention issues so now I can't remember to pay my bills I know I got to pay the bill on Friday and now it's like Wednesday the following Wednesday I'm like oh crap I was supposed to pay the bill you know, so now, now it's impacting the economy. You know what I mean? Like, so we, we have to find a way to, to, to supply needed right. medicine better. And I, I love that you just brought up that example, you know, because I will tell you that there are times I, the electricity has gone, mm-hmm. Out, mm-hmm. you know, and um, I remember my ex, like, was getting ready to throw me out in the street because <laughs> why is the electricity off? I, you you had the bill, like whatever. And I was like, I didn't remember. Or I'll make a payment arrangement, forget about it. You know, like I'll pay this and just forget about the payment arrangement. So I have had that, you know, electricity going off. Forget about my cell phone now that it's on me. <laughs> Listen, it doesn't matter how much I write stuff down, how much I put it on my calendar, I'm going to forget something. You know, I had a meeting this morning that I um, agreed to do it a couple of months ago. I think I told you, I didn't know what the hell I was going on in the talk about. (laughs) (laughs) And so when she came on and she introduced herself and she goes, so we're going to talk about, and she told me, and I was like, okay, what I'm supposed (laughs) to say about that, (laughs) you know? but I'm glad that you and I are having this discussion and being candid because, you know, people think that there's something wrong with them if they're going through these things, you know, right. like you forget to sign the, the, the trip slip for your children to go oh, on the trip. Man. Or, oh, forget about, you know, getting or get the, the cash, the lunch. Yeah. You know, like I, I can't even carry cash because listen, aside really, really quick. I went to Aldi today. And went into sweat panic mode because I didn't have a quarter for the, the, <laughs> the card. <laughs> and I'm like, I always have the quarters here. Where are they? And then once I calmed down and looked <laughs> the bag, <laughs> I found the quarter. Um, but you know, it's it's 
like I said, it's funny, but it's scary also because, yeah. you know, yeah. we just don't know what the hell is going on anymore. And um, the, the connection is too close, you know, with the ADHD and the anxiety and the mental health um, problems. It's too close for comfort. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, it looks I love like, that you said that like that because it's not comfortable. It's a right. very uncomfortable space to live in when you know you have a degree and you're a right. practitioner and you have you hold this title and you have these initials behind your name or you're a doctor or you're a lawyer and I can't get it together. Um so I think um I don't know if we I, I don't I, I want to segue a little bit. I don't know, you know, I don't I don't know if this was on you know your bullets, but it's okay to invite people in. It's so like, I have a family member who money is her thing. She's degreed in money, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And so like, I'm impulsive. And so I have, you know, I'm still somewhat impulsive, but for Mm -hmm. larger um, purchases, I I stop and I ask her, can I do this? Mm -hmm. I ask her permission and she's not, she can't give me permission or deny me permission. But she can walk those steps. She can walk. Her brain works in a way that she can walk step by step through the ramifications of this decision. She was able to take all of my debts and put them into like spreadsheets with barcodes and pie charts. And if you sp- if you add this much to this payment, then it has this long term impact. And, and I can't do that. But she made it. So I just had to plug numbers in. You know, she gave me this visual representative of what my financial position looked like. And Mm -hmm. I was able as someone with a single mother with, you know, a demanding job, you know, attention issues, anxiety and poor spending habits. You know, I was able to start digging my way out. And I mean, like, I'm almost to the top now, you know what I mean? And so like, it's okay to invite people. It's okay to have a therapist and you're not depressed. It's okay to have a therapist because I have difficulty managing my time. I have difficulty managing tasks and finding organization and I need help. It's okay to get a organizer or your cousin or your friend who's great at organization to come in and help you. It's okay to body double, right? And have somebody come, um, you know, while you're doing your work, they're doing their work. Or, you know, while you're doing, you, you know, grab your stuff, go to the laundromat. While you're doing your laundry, they're doing your laundry, their laundry, and you're able to do it together, right. but not together and get the task done. Right. Um, I, I think that it's important to remember that we, to stop hiding these things under the covers to pull the sheet back and let's look at it and see what we can do. This is your brain. Your brain isn't going to change. Right. So how do we manage life with this brain? Right. It, you know, I'm, I'm got, of course you're right. You know, but the flip side is, is that the judgment and the embarrassment is more overwhelming for some people than doing opening up and doing the right thing. So yeah, we and we've had this like I said we've had this conversation before. I'm not letting anybody come in to go into my bedroom because they'll go in the closet and they'll be, you know, like, and and if they're an organizer, they've seen everything, but to me, they haven't seen it. You know? Right, right, and they haven't right. seen yours, correct? Yeah, but I will yeah. say, a friend of mine just had, she was, you know, in the throes of depression, um, and her cousin was doing a layover 
in her city. And she was at the pit of depression. And she, her cousin called like, hey, cousin. And so she said, oh, I'll come meet you. Right. That's the, that's that's the code for somebody suffering from depression, anxiety and ADHD. With my shit is not together and I don't want you to see it. OK, <laughs> So she said, I'll come meet you. And her cousin said, no, I'm coming to you. And she showed up on her door steps. And I mean, they were able to, you know, pray and they were able to, you know, she was she opened like, no, I want to see it all. And she was able to help like, OK, call a cleaning company. I'm going to pay for it. Like it was just the perfect storm for her to get the support she needed where she was at and not to keep circling the drain. And so there are some people who are going to be nasty. There are some people who are not going to understand, you know, there are some people that are going to say, Oh, you're just lazy. You know, you're just absent-minded. You know, why don't you just get it together? Write it down. You know, I have 15,000 pieces of mail with it written down on. I can't put this together well, or I'm not doing it well. Um, but there are people, I just, I just want to encourage people that there are people out there who will body double with you. There are people out there who will support you and not necessarily do it for you, but who will support you through that and not shame you. Right. Because as I mean, with somebody with ADHD, you throw us in a shit storm. Oh, we can pull it together. I was, that's why I love, that was what I loved about bedside nursing. Mm-hmm. You know, you have these these periods of time where everything is in the air at once and you have to be able to function in that. Right. Here I am. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, you know, we can't live life like that all right. all day, every day. Yeah. And, and I think that thank you, because I think that that was something that needed to be said, because there are so many of us that and I say us, I'm, I, I mean, I'm not ashamed. I'm not hiding it, but I'm one of those people you know, that is a shame to show certain sides to other people. And I know that there are so many others out there like that. And so what you just said was an absolutely fabulous reminder that, you know, it's okay, even if you have to give a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. that little bit can mean a lot if, if your house is in disarray or if your mind is in disarray. And like you said, you can find somebody to do what you can't do. And the somebodies, listen, there's something that you can't do well that you don't thrive at. So remember when you are that somebody that's called upon for your friend with ADHD, with depression, with anxiety, you know, with whatever, or who's just going through a rough patch with postpartum, whatever, that, you know, you have that thing. It may not be your closet. It may be your money. You know, it may, you have that, we all have that thing that we don't want somebody to see. So just think about your thing when you're supporting someone else. Yeah. That's why I talk to you all the time. Um, I want to ask you this question real quick because it it sort of, it ties into what we're talking about. You said that you were an author. You're an author. How many books have you written? A couple. So... And how the fuck do you write a book with uh, this, <laughs> you know, with this shit laying down on top of you? Um, because I, I can't even think to write show notes and you're writing whole goddamn books. How do you do it? Um, I think that, um, again, there's a lot of pieces of mail 
There's a lot of um, bank statements and on the back of them. They have notes. Uh, that's an outline, quote unquote. Um, my editor is ridiculously organized. Um, for my first book, I definitely had friends who would be like, you can't come out today. You have to write. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just, I, I, I mean, I use my notes section of my phone. I, it's, it's a mess. <laughs> so it's just, it's a mess. Um, but when I do get to those points where I can hyper-focus, it's, it's awesome. Cause I can live in my head. I can be creative. I can let my head run wild. And for this, at this moment, nobody's going to see it, but me. Right. You know, and when my editor sees it and there's craziness, you know, she'll, she'll fix it or send it back to me to fix. Um, yeah, I think I just have a great team. I have a great team. I, you know, my oldest daughter is <laughs> organized, right? And she's like a business brain. So I have her. I have a friend who is my dedicated um, test reader who will tell me when my, my work is in pig Latin. Um, I have a yoga instructor who is the bomb, who will sit with me in all of my craziness and, <laughs> you know, help me sift through it. I have a therapist who, where would I be without her? You know, older Black woman who looks like the favorite auntie, you know, <laughs> but will give it to you straight up and pat you on your back a little too, you know? So um, I just think that I've been blessed. I have you who I can ram- I can do my ADHD ramble to. Um, but I've just been blessed with people in my life who, who have shown up for me. I think that, um, and actually, I I talked about this in an interview last week, that when you have those people that are by you, you know, you have people that support you and hold you up when you need to be held up, like, there's no greater feeling, because when you get caught up in these different diagnoses and these symptoms, you feel like shit, and you feel like mm-hmm. you, don't have, you don't feel like you're worthy, and so having teams around you Mm-hmm. to say you know you are worthy and you know you are doing fine and you know you call me for your ADHD ramps and I call you when I'm feeling like the world is just closing in on me so I think that it's amazing to have a support system in place for that and um, music without words people <laughs> like <laughs> You know, they, they. I used to hear people say, oh, play music when your kids have ADHD, when they're doing their homework and they'll be able to do it better. Music without words. So like lo-fi or jazz or something like that. Not, you know, your favorite hip hop song right. musical. No, because you're going right. to be rapping the song. Right. Not Mary J. Blige's music because you're going to be singing right. her songs. Right. But that music, it does something with the ADHD brain. I don't know the... um it's a thing you know what I mean like I don't know the science of it but it'll it, it kind of those two activities at the same time um kind of help you to finish what you've set out to do okay I, yeah someone was telling me like, well I, the white noise mm-hmm. you know, or the raindrops or whatever the case may be um but you can find on YouTube everybody you can find music without words and white noise and raindrops and lemons and all that shit <laughs> on YouTube <laughs> and find one that helps. You know, I, I did 
find it one time and it did help me um, calm down enough, not to sleep, but to mm -hmm. just calm down. Rest. Enough. Yeah, so okay. I know that it works. Carmen, you know you're going to have to come back for part two, right? So just <laughs> put it in the calendar um, and hopefully, you know, maybe we can bring some more people on to have this discussion. But I thank you because you were real. You were the really real. You know, and you shared you you shared some of yourself, but you also shared things that we're all going through. And that's our goal is to make sure that the people in our communities understand that they're not by themselves. And that, you know, a lot of us have shitty closets, you know, <laughs> a lot of us, you know, forget to buy groceries and give the kids lunch money. Uh, and it just it helps to know that there are more people out there and that it's okay. You know, because you're still here telling the stories. So that means that it's okay. We can survive. So promise you'll come back. I promise I will come back. And I just hope that everybody out there who's listening that thinks that they may have ADHD, not specific to women, but yes, women and Black women get help. And that the help doesn't mean medicine. Don't be ashamed because granny told you, you know, because you don't wash dishes at the right time that you're nasty and you're lazy, you know, because boyfriend or husband berated you because you didn't pay the bill on time. Get help. It's, we don't have time for shame. We cannot make it to the mountaintop being shamed. You know, we got to get there. Um, so I love y'all. I love you, Dee Dee. And thank you for coming on. Um, thank you for uh, sharing some secrets with us and sharing what you go through and how you overcome them and sharing your nurse side because you know you tucked it in there even though you <laughs> gave the disclaimer at the beginning so um so guys please 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 if you don't follow me already go follow me everywhere listen to the podcast share go back because I did it uh, ADHD ADD uh episode I want to say you know about six or seven episodes ago so go listen to that one and then listen to this one and then get ready for the next one because May is Mental Health Awareness Month and we are trying to get you guys straight we want to let you know that you are not by yourself and that there are so many of us that struggle so listen share if you know someone that is struggling share follow me Give me some reviews. Talk to me. I don't, I don't, I won't get offended. Thank you so much for listening to us. Thank you, Carmen, again for joining You're us. You're welcome. And we can't wait till you come back. And you guys stay well and find some peace and be safe. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>